Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Amen. Well, welcome to church, everybody. Welcome to Release City. So glad you're here today. I am excited today. Um, I really believe that this is going to be an incredible um, kickoff to a new collection of talks. Now, I have to tell you that because this is going to be a series of four to six weeks, typically I like to to, to have you know something really nice uh, as an intro, and then I give you some substance, and sometimes we break out cool. Um, um, props like riding in on John Deere tractor and, and bringing ladders in. My wife has since told me that prop can never be used again. If you were here that Sunday and you saw the shakiness of how that ladder started leaning when Pastor B jumped on that ladder, so that, that prop you will never see again. If you missed it, you'll have to go back and watch the video on Facebook. But, but I like to do things like that. I, like to, I, I just believe that when Jesus was here and he was teaching people, he taught them through parables, he taught them through stories, he taught them and he spoke to them in a way that they could understand stand. And so, and so, and then, and then I like for my messages to kind of be wrapped up in a, in a nice bow. This starting today, this is not going to be one of those messages. This is going to be more like that TV show that you watch, you know, that, that comes on once a week. Y'all remember those TV shows? I know some of y'all cheat now. Y'all do Netflix and y'all just like be Netflix and chill and binging and all that stuff. But you know, when, when, when anybody, anybody remember Matlock, y'all remember Matlock, Andy Griffith show? And I mean, they were doing this way back then. That was our family night. I think it was a Thursday night or a Tuesday night, and we'd come into the living room and watch Matlock. And, and it would be that show where they, they leave a cliffhanger. I don't even know if they did cliffhangers on Matlock. Maybe I overspoke. But you know what I'm saying. When you watch a TV show and they leave you, like they, they ramp it up and get all, and then all of a sudden they go, pull everything out from underneath, and you got to wait seven days for the. Well, that's what this message is going to be like. So when the clock gets to a certain time and, and the Holy Spirit says, B, that's it, I'm done. It doesn't matter if it's wrapped up nice and tight and you just go out going, man, that was a, just a glorious message. It may not be that way today. But I believe that what God has for each of us today is going to transform and change your life. If you believe that, say amen. amen. If you brought your Bibles, let's go to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1, and as you're turning there, yes, these will be on the screen for you, but as you're turning there, I want to make an opening statement. I want to kind of set some groundwork, and again, this is, this is going to be a little different because it's a collection of talks. It's going to, we're going to build this thing week after week, but I want to make this statement. There is, there is something greater in this life than success. <laughs> I know that is contrary to... to, 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 to um, uh, what we see all around us. We're striving for success. We, we want to cr- climb up the, the corporate ladder and we, we want to be successful. Amen, everybody want to be successful? But I'm here today to tell you there is something greater in this life than success. Throughout the 48 years, gosh, that is so crazy, 48 years of my life, which, by the way, my wife has, has a birthday coming up this Wednesday. She is catching up with me at 48. I'm going to hang out on 48 until she gets there. she got a few more years to get there, but she is beautiful and lovely as ever, and she will turn, uh-uh-uh, I'm not saying it, not going there. She will turn a little older next, uh, this coming up Wednesday. Y'all thought I was fixing to give it away, didn't you? Mm-mm. I want to sleep in my bed tonight. <laughs> Amen. So happy birthday to my, my beautiful wife. But... Throughout the 48 years of my life, I've had the opportunity to live in different states throughout the southeast. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and I, I've, I've had the opportunity to travel to different states, to travel to across the country and, and to other countries and to other continents. 
And one thing that I have noticed, regardless of where you go, that different regions value different things. I would I think it's safe to say that in this Levy County area, there is a select group of men who value their opportunity to get in the woods and climb up a tree with a bow and arrow. And they're not going to say amen because they're not here today. They're in a tree somewhere with a bow and arrow. There may still be some in the house today, but, but you could say it this way. Success is valued differently depending on which region you're in. But something that is a common thread, no matter where you go, people who are considered to be successful still find themselves empty. You can go to any person, any person who, is, who has reached the height of success of the corporate ladder, and I guarantee you at some point in their life, they're going to look back and go, yeah, but I'm still, I'm still empty. I'm still uh, unsatisfied. Why? Because there is something greater than success, and I'm going to give you that word today, and here it is, significance. Success is greater than significance. Excuse me. Backwards. Significance is greater than success. See, I believe that you can accumulate a lot of stuff and, and still live your life and essentially you'll be and essentially you'll still feel insignificant. What do I mean? By the world standard, success is what? Success is to have that career, to, to drive that high-end car and to live in the big house and have the perfect spouse and have the perfect animals who don't tear stuff up when you leave. Come on, who, who, who am I talking to? Yeah, here's the problem. You can have all that stuff, but you haven't left your imprint on someone's life. You can gain the whole world and yet lose your soul. But I'm here today to tell you, it's not just about your heart condition and the condition of your soul. It's also as Christians, we have been put here because we're supposed to be held accountable to help others, people be successful and find their significance. For me, a life well-lived is when people walk away from me and I have somehow impacted their life in a positive way. I watched my dad do that for years. No matter if it was on courtside, if it was riding across town in that little red truck that he loaded up all 15 guys in the back of, it looked like he had suspension on that thing, that little 93, uh, 92 Ford Ranger just on the ground because he had all them big jokers in the back of it. It didn't matter. He always left his imprint on the lives of the people he was around. So my question to you is this, are you leaving an imprint? What imprint are you, what lasting impression are you leaving on your family members? What lasting impression am I leaving on my, my wife and my, and my girls? Do, do the only thing they know is, is, is sometimes dad loses his cool because things don't go with line? Or is there a thing where they're actually watching dad work through the process? People are watching you, whether you believe it or not. Amen? So to me, that is success. I've titled today's message simply this, Living from Significance, not living for significance. That is what we do. That is what society tries to tell you to do. Live your life to accumulate things and find significance in them. I'm here today to tell you that we can live our life from a place of 
significance. We spend much of our life trying to find significance. We, we try to find it looking at things. We try to find it, it through relationships. The, the sole purpose of this series is to get you to start living from a place of significance instead of searching for something that you already have. Everybody say, I'm significant. Nudge your neighbor, tell them, say, you're significant. All right, I know y'all are like, we've been hanging out at Jeremiah for the past, I don't know, five minutes, B. Did you forget? No, I didn't. Are you ready? Here we go. Jeremiah chapter 1, beginning with verse 4, says this. The Lord gave me this message. This is Jeremiah the prophet, and he says this. I knew you. This was God speaking to Jeremiah. I knew you before. Everybody say before. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. Everybody say set apart. So we've got formed and set apart. And I appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Everybody say appointed. Now let me put it all together. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Father, I ask for the next few moments that you would anoint this time, God, that you would have your way in this place. And before we leave here, may we see you completely different than we ever have before. Father, we take off the spiritual, the spiritual blinders and things that, that, that we may have adopted throughout the course of our life. And God, may we see your word in a new, fresh way today so we can apply it to our life. In Jesus' name, and everybody said. So a poll was taken not long ago that said 70% of adults in America said that they were living their life deeply unsatisfied. That means 7 out of 10 people that you come into contact with are living their life unsatisfied. Now, the fact that that number is surprising is an indicator that we've gotten really good at smiling and lying to the people around us that everything in our life is (laughs) hunky-dory. We, we work to get the house. We, 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 we strive to drive the car. We, we want to marry the girl, and yet we're still not satisfied. What's the missing piece? Significance. Significance. Significance will never be found in material things. Maybe you want to write that down. <laughs> Your significance, you, you will never... <coughs> ah, in the name of Jesus... You will never find your significance in the accumulation of things. When you can get up every day living with significance and you have an understanding of your assignment in the earth, everything changes. When you understand that you are significant, that God put you here on assignment, I'm 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 gonna slow down some of this stuff because I I want you to see where we're going here. I want you to, to sense the urgency that you gain an understanding that you are significant. You've been placed here not by happenstance, but you were here on assignment. Here meaning planet Earth. God told Jeremiah, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet. We, we've read this especially if you've been around church for any length of time. You've heard this. We did it last week at the baby at, at Dominico's. Uh, dedication last week, Jeremiah, right? We did that. But what's it saying? Lean in. Before I ever showed up on the earth, I already existed. I was, I was set apart and appointed for a task. Think about that now. Before I ever showed up at Mercy Hospital in Tiffin, Ohio, I already existed. 
One of the greatest debates in our country is when did life begin? And when does life begin? And I've got to be honest, both parties, Republican and Democrat, get it wrong. According to the Bible, it begins in heaven. Wait, wait, what? I knew you before you were formed. Before I, before I took clay and put you on the potter's wheel. Before then, I knew you. <laughs> okay, okay, I know, I know. Look, it's probably deep, just roll them up. Okay? Listen. You didn't, show, you didn't just show up here because your mom had a one-night stand. According to the Bible, your life began in heaven. You didn't show up down here and God was like, oh, I got to get something for him to do. I got to find something for her to do. No, 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 no. God is always prepared. Let, let me just speak to your destiny for just a minute. It doesn't really matter how you got into the earth, but it does matter that you're here. Did you hear me? It, your, your conception may have been questionable, but you were already created before your parents ever, there was any ever biological stuff happening, okay? Let me just play it safe today. <laughs> Listen, don't get caught up in how you got here. Because see, a lot of people, they'll get so caught up in, I was a mistake, or, or, or this happened, or this happened. And, then they, and they're so focused on that, they, they, they never even reach the possibility of thinking, I'm significant. There's a purpose for me. I, 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 I have an assignment. They're so caught up with eyes down and worried about what's going on around them. Maybe that's you today. And I came to tell you, it doesn't matter how you got in the earth, but it does matter that you're here. Now, your neighbor tell him, say, it matters that you're here. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, it matters that you're in this room today. I'm telling you, this is going to be a life-changing message for you. It has been for me this week as I prepared. Listen. Don't get caught up in how you got here. It doesn't matter how you got here. The fact that life began in heaven and God had to get you here. Listen, when you start talking about significance, the thing that you need to know is this. Discovering your significance involves looking on the inside and identifying your difference. That's, I think, one of my first points. I can't remember how it's going to show up on the screen. Uh, embrace what makes you different. That's how that's going to show up for you. So, so in order for you to, to go, I need to look, how do I find out my significance? It's hidden in the fact that you are different. I would tell you to nudge your neighbor, but they already know how you feel about their difference. One of y'all likes the toilet paper over, one of y'all likes it under. One of y'all likes to take the, the brand new thing of toothpaste and squeeze it from the middle so the toothpaste shoots out both sides. So the next person has to come do the cap. They undo the cap and it just throws up all over the bathroom sink. Hello. Different. What am I saying? It's okay to be different. It's what makes the world go around. Amen. Ansley and, Ansley and Connor are like, what in the world is he talking about? You'll see soon enough. May will come right around the corner and you will understand exactly. I, I can't even believe that toilet paper. We're even talking about toilet paper. No, because it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. You thought, you thought, you, I don't want to embarrass anybody. You thought, you, <laughs> row, row, row your boat back up the stream. <laughs> it's asking the question. 
<coughs> Y'all like a pastor just be real sometimes. It's asking the question, where am I different? That's what I want you to ask. I don't want you to just listen to me give you some information. I want you to ask, where am I different? Let me explain it this way. I don't get mad at my eyes because they, they can't hear. I don't get mad at my ears because they can't see. I'm not going to get upset with Chick-fil-A when I drive through, maybe tomorrow through the drive through and there's no filet mignon or lobster on the menu. I'm not going to get upset when I go to Texas Roadhouse and there's not, um, there's not um, fried rice and yum-yum sauce on the menu. Why? Because they're, they're different. <laughs> I, try to, I try to make it so it's so relevant. And some of y'all are like, I don't even get it. And that's okay, I'm going to move on. What's my point? The success of your significance and the success of your assignment are not based on how well you blend, but how you are different. Say this. Say, I'm significant, and I, and I have an assignment. Now, listen. The success of your significance and the success of your assignment is not based on how well you blend and fit in. I need all my teenagers and young people to listen to me today. Because if I could have heard this message when I was 16, it would have helped me through a lot of heartache and pain because I just didn't fit in. And it is your difference. It is your difference that the, the enemy understands your significance and he understands your difference. And he wants you to blind you from the fact that you are different because it is your significance that most threatens the kingdom of darkness. Did you hear what I just said? Let me explain it a little further. It was August 1989. Dad and Robin moved. Dad moved Robin and I from Franklin, North Carolina to Chiefland, Florida. Upon entering the new school year that was already in progress, I walked into what many of you know was the old main building. I thought that I walked on the set of the Hoosiers movie that was filmed in 1960-something. Upon entering that building... It was quickly apparent that I was no longer in Kansas. <laughs> I was starting my freshman year of high school, and like any other new kid in town, I would just wanted to fit in. Listen, this was extremely difficult for Bradley Wayne Weber because it's no surprise to you that Wrangler jeans were not my gene of choice. Roper boots were not my shoe of choice. And my first vehicle, I did not have a desire for a bulldog pickup truck with an antenna that touched the ground as I rode through town. But I wanted to fit in. Fast forward 34 years later, I'm now married with three daughters, and I can say without question that Amy and I are both living our lives on assignment she is where she is supposed to be and I am where I am supposed to be I told you that a couple weeks ago and I felt the I felt the anointing so strong when I said there the, I am at the exact place at the exact time of my life where God designed and wanted me to be so embrace what makes us different see it wasn't until I came to terms with my difference that I understood my significance and why I'm different and how God wanted to use my difference to impact the lives of people in a city and a community before I could start living my assignment. Let me say it this way. 
It wasn't so much, and for those of you, Paul and Janelle and some others, it, that prayed for Amy and I, because for years, Dad would be like, hey, would you just come back and help in the ministry? And can I tell you, and I've never said this before. One of the main reasons, it wasn't that I was running from God. It was, I knew I didn't fit in. And how in the world, and I have nothing against Wrangler jeans. I mean, I rode into church on a John Deere tractor, y'all, with my hat turned on backwards. Right? So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, but what I'm saying is, if I'm not relatable, then, then how am I going to accomplish the goal? And that is to impact the lives of people, which was a prayer that I pray from a very young age as a little kid. I, I don't care how you use me. I just want to be used to impact the lives of people for the kingdom of heaven. That's it. And when dad would say, hey, w- w- do you want to? And my answer was always no, because I was like, I, there's, I'm not going back there. That was the worst four years of my life in school because I was made fun of. I was taken out back behind the, 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 the football stadium, and, and one of them jokers knelt down and the other and had me. Right, when I was standing there, this dude was confronting me because I think I was, you know, I wasn't just trying to look for one girlfriend. I needed all the girls, right? I was looking for any way I could to fit in. And apparently I... I, I Apparently, I had talked to his girlfriend or something. I don't remember how it all went down. But he confronted me, and little did I know, somebody had knelt down behind me, and he pushed me. And when I did, I went over backwards on my back and embarrassed me in front of everybody. Do you think I was going to come back to that? And then we came down for my, one of my class reunions, and I was like, these people hadn't changed. The answer is still no, God. What's keeping you from embracing your difference? What's keeping you from wanting to operate in your significance? I'm being very transparent today. I can't even believe I'm sharing some of the stuff that I'm sharing. It's not even in my notes to share, but it's my story. What's your story? Here's what you got to understand. It is your difference and how God made you and wired you that God wants to make the greatest impact in the lives of people. It is your difference and it's your significance. It's how he he made you. It's how he wired you that God wants to use to impact the lives of people. Look at where we are, y'all. Look at where where we are. Look look around you. Almost every Sunday, this place gets fuller and fuller and fuller and fuller. And I understand during hunting season, it comes down a little bit. That's cool. But... Look what God is doing. I'm just, I'm just in awe. <laughs> what am I saying? Embrace what makes you different. Embrace your uniqueness. Let me just say this, and I'll move on. I did not move my family back to Chiefland to blend in. Did you hear me? I didn't come back to Chiefland to be like every other church. That doesn't make Release City or me any better than anybody else who occupies the desk of pastor or shepherd. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is he created me different. <laughs> he created me unique. I was laughing because some of y'all are like, yeah, you, you unlike anything I've ever seen. <laughs> but I'm embracing that. I came to Chiefland to raise up an army of believers who are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, who are passionate about Jesus, and who are tired of getting their tails kicked by the devil and are ready to push back. That's the army that God is raising up. Jeremiah, <coughs> Jeremiah 1.5 said, he said, I knew you before I formed you. Y'all, y'all still here? Y'all good? 
That word formed, that's the only verse we're going to be at. I mean, I've got a, just a couple little things I'm going to share with you. But this is, this is, this is the foundation of where we're going to be for the next four or six weeks. Formed in the Hebrew is referring to the process between the potter and the clay. I just referenced that a few moments ago. We are made from the dust of the earth. So God said, before I put you on the wheel and began making your body... Before your mom, who was female, and your dad, who was male, got together biologically, before you ever had a body, he said, I knew you. I want you to grasp this. This blew me away this week. I've read it over and over and over. Before I was, I was. See, we think it's just when when two people got together and bam, there you are. That's only one side of it. The word new, biblically, is referring to know by experience. There's two knows. There's the know of knowledge and there's the know of experience. And what he was saying was, I knew you by experience. God was saying, I had experienced you, Jeremiah, before I put you on the earth in a body. I knew you. Based on Jeremiah 1.5, listen, church, I had some type of heavenly existence before I ever showed up on earth. According to that scripture right there. Can I go just a little bit deeper? I still got time on the clock. What y'all talking about? Ephesians chapter one, verse three says this in the NLT. All praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us. Everybody say blessed us. Blessed is past tense, by the way. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in where? Heavenly realms. Because we are united with Christ. Where did, where, number one, you're already blessed. And number two, where did, the blessing, where, where did the blessing fall on you at? Heavenly realms. Okay, I'm, I'm thinking to set y'all up. Get ready. Y'all like to be set up? I don't either, but he set me up this week. For every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Based on that verse, according to Scripture right there, you don't have any needs. But B, Bradley Wayne, you ain't been to my house. You, don't, you ain't seen my checking account. I got needs. No, 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 no. Listen, according to that Scripture right there, you don't have any needs. According to this verse, you have no, you have no, they're just, the answer is just, it's in another dimension. You've already been blessed with all spiritual gifts. Like if I pray for God, if I pray, we know this, if I pray for, for something and, and, and we're asking for God to bless us with us, I was already blessed with everything I need. It said every spiritual blessing was already mine. Where? In heavenly places. So what's the Bible then later says? It says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as what? Let heaven what? Come down. Are, are you tracking me a little bit? I'm not trying to take you out to the deep end and be like, sink or swim. Blah, 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 blah. We out here together, y'all, because I was like, I never saw it this way. So, 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 so he said, verse 4, he said of Ephesians, he said, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy without fault. Everybody say be holy. Be holy without fault in his 
eyes. He said, before I gave you a body, I, I had already created you. Before I gave you a body, I had already experienced you. And before you got here, there was a plan and a purpose for your life. Listen, your life is more than a random series of events. It is more than dead ends, train wrecks, and heartbreak. And God is reminding all of us today that I have a plan for your life. I have a calling for your life. Your life matters. Don't quit. Don't lose hope. And keep pressing on. Before I formed you, I experienced you. Then he said, before you were born, I set you apart. Now, there's another translation that says sanctified you. The word sanctify means to become holy. I'm just trying to take us a little, just I'm trying to get off the surface a little bit. Some of you are like, you're, you're going a little deeper. Yes, I am, on purpose, for a purpose. Listen, church people have defined holiness as getting everything right. Have the right hair. Do I wear jewelry? Do I not? Do I wear makeup? Do I not? Listen, holiness is not an outward thing. Listen, that's not holiness. If we could get it, holiness has nothing to do with you and I getting everything right. Because if that was the case, we would not need Jesus. <laughs> the word holy means separate or other. I'm building this thing, y'all. Before I formed you, I experienced you. Before I gave you a body, I already set you apart. Meaning, I put you in a place where you need to embrace your otherness or your separateness. He's trying to, he pulled us in here today to go, I need you to identify and recognize there's a call on your life, Release City Church family. There's an assignment for you. It is not to punch a time clock to pay a bill. <laughs> Embracing Listen, embracing your difference is hard to do. I'm just going to say it. It's hard to do. Embracing your difference is hard to do because most people are unwilling to pay the price for being different. What am I talking about? The price of being different means being alone. Go all the way back to my little story about me being in, in high school. I was different, and most people will compromise their difference to prevent being alone. I want to fit in like everybody else. I want to do it like everybody else. I want to be the church like everybody else. So I'll be accepted. <laughs> the price for being different means being alone. You know why being, do you know why being accepted by my peers was practically impossible in school? Because they recognized that I was different. And I refused to compromise what made me different. I refused to compromise. Can I tell you that just because you learned this, just because I now understand what was so hard back then for me, can I tell you that there will still be an attack on your otherness, your separateness, or your difference, even as an adult? I've said it before. I'm not always going to be the preacher that everybody likes. I'm not always going to do it like everybody. But I refuse to do it like everybody. I could go to school and learn how to spit it all out. I refuse to compromise my difference. 
So what am I, am I saying is, even though I now understand, you don't get to a place where that it will no longer be attacked. Because remember what I said, it is your difference and your significance that affects the kingdom of darkness. And he does not like it. And he will continue to come against your difference, what makes you different, your significance, that thing that God put inside of you. All right, I got to wrap this up. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. We're going we're to unpack that in the weeks to come because good works, that's your assignment. For he, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, beforehand, beforehand that we should walk in them. <coughs> that's the assignment. Everybody say, God, 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 God put it all together. He put it all together. When God put the stars in place, everything was already in heaven to support that. Okay? Before vegetation came out of the ground, everything in the atmosphere was already there to support that. Right? Before the cattle got here, there was already vegetation on the ground to support that. I'm trying to tell you, before he placed you here, everything you needed, you already have. If that was the case, then, then, then basically we're saying, yeah, I believe God made me, but he left a few things out that I need. Are you serious right now? In closing, I'm done. Told you. Listen. There is absolutely nothing that God needs to do in order for you to fulfill your God-given purpose and assignment on this earth. It's been waiting on you the whole time. <clears throat> so instead of praying, God, I need you to move, how about we start praying, God, move me? move me. Go ahead and bring that music down there. Let's get ready for the, the worship team. This is how many, ready to, how, many, how many ready to move on your assignment? How many ready to move on your assignment? This is how we're going to end the service today. Completely unorthodox of how we normally would do it. This is what the Holy Spirit showed me. <clears throat> Y'all. No. No more music. No more music. I refuse. I'm not upset, but I refuse to allow the enemy to steal this moment, church. Come on, bro. Because your life, I mean, that's the wrong music. Come on. Come on, and it's distracting. It's because the enemy wants, because when you start dealing with people's significance and them getting a hold of, oh, God, God called me. I'm on assignment. He's going to do everything he can to distract you Come from on, Grabbing a hold of it. And I refuse. This is God's house. I refuse. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm mad at the devil. I think he's going to raise his head and try to distract people. Negative Amen. ghost rider. Come on, brother. Preach it. Preach it, brother. I know I'm already at 12. I knew on Monday how God wanted to finish this service. Last night I had a fever. In the middle of the night I broke my fever. Because God did, because the enemy did not want me up in this house today. 
There was nobody to call. There was no other staff member to say, you got you got, I need you to help me. And it's not about me. I'm nothing. So don't, don't mistake this. In just a moment, if, you, if you're ready to embrace your difference. The Holy Spirit said, he said, I want, I want Amy, and I've already told her this morning, I want you and I want Amy to stand right here, and we're not going to spend a lot of time, we're not praying, I'm going to anoint you with oil. What is that a signal of? It's called a transfer anointing, because my wife is, she is exactly where she's supposed to be, on, doing exactly what God has designed her, wired her, created her to do. She is operating in her difference. I feel the spirit of the Lord in this house today. Amen. And I, I, we, had to, we, had to, we had to get through some of this, this other stuff to get to this place. But if you're here today, worship team, come on. If you're here today and you say, I want, I want, what, I want what you have, Pastor B, and I want what Amy has, I want that to be transferred to my life. All I'm going to do is I'm going to anoint you with oil today. And I'm telling you, at the moment, and you're, you're, you're going to be like, I, don't, I didn't feel nothing. Because open yourself up and just say, God, I want it. God, I want to embrace my difference. I, I recognize my significance. How can you use my difference to impact my family? How can you use my difference and my significance to impact my job? How can you use me? Use me, God. I'm tired of coming in here and just people just showing up at church and going, what can I get from me? No, 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 no. Pour out yourself of yourself and fill yourself up with him and be, allow yourself to be impacted. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you, and until next time, the best is yet to come.